Holy shit, it has been a long year, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, welcome back to Ouch My 30s, the podcast about the decade no one prepared us for. Um, it's been a while, I don't know where to start. I think the last episode I did, I was talking about the appendectomy because there was a long gap between my last episode and that. Uh, you know, the health issues continue and, uh, it's interesting because, you know, everyone has health issues, but I guess I've realized that in my, you know, when I was a younger man in my twenties wandering across America, it's just like, you don't need a support system really, you know, like you're a rubber band person who can bounce back and like, you don't really need to worry about like someone coming to take care of you, uh, generally speaking. And as an older person, you're like, oh, I understand why people get married and have children and have relationships because in their old age and sickness, it's nice to have someone around. Um, so yeah, uh, I have Lyme disease. Uh, you know, I got the Hudson Valley AIDS. Um, what happened? All right, so I got dumped. I got pseudo dumped. This girl I've been seeing on and off for like five years. Uh, you know, I, I, over the summer when I got back from LA after my appendectomy, I was like really kind of, de- I was really determined to try to see if I could make this work. Cause I've never really done the relationship thing, but there was this girl that I really thought, you know, if ever there was a girl, I was like, Oh, I could actually see myself like getting married and having kids with this girl. And while that wasn't my immediate plan. And, and although it, it now is apparent that was her immediate plan and probably why it didn't work out. Uh, I was like, okay, you know, at 35, these are the things you start to think about. You're like, whom can I pair with that I would see a future with? And this girl was one of very, 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 very few. Um, but you know, I was still, I've still been fighting these, these issues, both mental and physical. And, uh, you know, when you're doing that, it's not, it's hard to be in a fucking relationship. It's hard to do anything when you're like battling your health. And it's hard to do it at a speed and time frame that matches someone else who's just like, all right, all right so, you know, uh. you know, we hung out when I got back from LA and, uh, had a really nice weekend. Uh, she was like house sitting for her brother and, uh, I showed up, you know, my new BMW that I bought with my corporate job, my leather jacket. And, you know, she made cocktails. We got drunk and made fun of back to the future too. That was going to make me sad. Uh, you know, she had on like a... Like her, she was dressed like a guma. She was dressed like a fucking mob wife. That was the first thing I said. She was wearing like a velour jumpsuit. I was like, "What are you a fucking mob wife?" Um, and it was nice. You know, we were at we were in Warwick, you know, suburban whatever, and her you know brother's house. Uh, and it just felt normal, you know. And I was like, after all that I had went through in L.A., like this appendectomy and all this pain and shit, I was like, "Wow, I, this could be nice." Um, but. Uh, I was still in a lot of pain, you know, we had sex and like, you know, I'm, I'm like, uh, all right, this open wound on my lower abdomen isn't in that much pain, but I can still give her the old pounding. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and then apparently, and then at some point I got bit by a tick and got Lyme disease. Um, I don't know when I got bit by this tick. This could have been a long time ago. This was probably over the summer cause I found one not short after hanging out with this girl. Um, not that I, she didn't have ticks. She, she like wasn't like a wild animal. Although, um, yeah. And then I really started to feel like shittier than I normally feel. 
blah, blah, blah. So fast forward, I go on a road trip. Not even a road trip. All right, short version. So me and this girl, we hung out. Uh, we hung out on my birthday. Uh, I was in excruciating pain. I was like fucked up. My neck was killing me, which I now realize is probably the lime. And I just probably wasn't the most fun to be hanging out with. Um, and I was in a lot of pain. And like where I was in New York, there's like not people who like myofascial release is this thing that I do. Uh, it's a type of body work that I have done that really, really helps. And it directly um, addresses a lot of the chronic pain that I have, you know, these myofascial restrictions, which I'm sure I've talked about. Uh, but there's not a lot of people around here who do that. So we hung out on my birthday. I wasn't the most fun. I was like, all right, let me like focus on getting better. And we hadn't like talked for a few weeks, which was not unusual for us. Um, and I was like, okay, well maybe she's like busy doing her thing. And I'm, <clears throat> I'm just like focusing on getting myself better. Um, so I drove to Charlotte, North Carolina, where there is a really great myofascial release place. And I was like, all right, let me just like go down here. <clears throat> I'll see my, uh, stepbrother um i'll get some body work done i'll like cool out try to get my strength back uh but during that trip i was like feeling way more run down than usual and like i didn't know what it was i mean my diet hadn't been the greatest uh but you know i was like maybe i was worn down and finally i just decided to get some blood work done and they're like oh yeah you got lyme disease and i was like what the fuck so when i got lyme disease this girl writes me an email being like Hey, look, I need to find, like, uh, some Brandon who wants to get married tomorrow. So, like, you know, we shouldn't, we're not going to see each other anymore. And I was like, God fucking damn it. So, my, uh, you know, my effort to sort of be a mature adult and, like, commit to a relationship uh, exploded in my face at the same time I was battling uh, debilitating chronic disease. Uh, so, thanks, Natasha. Um, so, all that said, uh, the my summer was then shot, you know, I was getting increasing uh, pain and lethargy, uh, and it was not fun. So here we are now, um, I've been on antibiotics for a few weeks, um, feeling better. Um, I know there's all sorts of horror stories with Lyme disease, but, you know, it's it's varies, you know. Apparently Avril Lavigne was, like, bedridden with it for, like, five months. I'm not bedridden, so I'm like, okay, that's good, but she is a woman. <laughs> Uh, so who knows, maybe, hopefully I can, these antibiotics can beat it back into remission and I can continue to be somewhat healthy, you know, with the anti-inflammatory stuff, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but it has been really a bummer. I've been fucking exhausted and, uh, yeah, I don't know. That leads me to like, what is next? You know, do I go back to LA? Do I find some comfort? Oh, uh, so yeah, so then I've been living back with my mom and dad, uh, which, you know, almost dying from the appendectomy, I decided to be less angry about the situation with my father. And he's, you know, look, I don't hate him. I just hate the situation. You know, I hate that they lied to me about them getting back together uh, or like through omission and, you know, whatever, however they see it in their own head. Uh, that, you know, bothers me. I appreciate him in a lot of ways, you know, I, I do see many of my character traits in him, and, we, you know, we talk here and there, but I've also got fucking Lyme disease, so I'm like, I remember I came home one day, and he like, and I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna like try to go back to LA or something, he's like, oh yeah, I went to LA, um, yeah, right when I escaped the uh, Bronx Supreme Court, did I ever tell you that story? And I was like, no father, you did not tell me the story about the time you escaped the Bronx Supreme Court, 
And he told me his entire, like, the events leading up to his incarceration, which I never knew or asked. And uh, he, like, laid the entire... It's a fantastic movie. I, I don't probably don't want to write it or, or uh, produce it. But it is a great story, Dad. Uh, well done. You're a fucking crazy person. He, like, he escaped from New York. He escaped from New York in the 80s. You know, I wonder what song was would play in the movie. <laughs> he's like he's wearing hush puppies like running away from the cops to the projects and like gets on a plane I, it's a fucking crazy story he goes to la he's like dancing with shaka khan or some shit uh the funniest is that he's like yeah i went to a gay club man some gay guy was like hitting on me so i killed him <laughs> he didn't kill him but he like got into a fight or like thrown out of the club i was like well father you were at a gay club like sorry whatever uh so we've, you know, we're we're fine, you know. I, I wouldn't say I'm like the warmest, but I'm also fucking like half dying, like trying to save my own life. So I think he's like perceives it as more of a slight against him than it actually is. But then, as of like a couple of days ago, he got COVID nineteen and he's okay, uh, as far as I understand. But like, you know, this is this is where this this is what predicated this entire situation with him. Um, at the very beginning, at the beginning of this podcast in March 2020, I was like, "What? Wait, this my father's coming out of prison. We're at the height of this pandemic, and he don't really seem to give a fuck about this disease that's like killing people and or making uh, you know somewhat you know relatively healthy people have chronic issues, which I now have on top of the which I have I don't have COVID I don't think, um, but I have Lyme. So anyway, he now has COVID, and it's like in my opinion, you know, either he got it from work or he got it from like his bullshitting in the streets. So I don't know. He's okay, and I'm glad, but I am also kind of pissed by that. Where it's just like, well, you know, it's how how fucking deep into and he's unvaccinated because you know he thinks fucking the CIA and like Jesus wants him like whatever, you know. So it's it's these things where th- that will be the rift. And father or my fucking family, if you're listening to it, this. Dad, I love you and I appreciate you, but there's shit that, you know, there's some niggerish shit that you do that bothers me. So, poof, there it is. Um, and if you stop being such a selfish jackass, uh, our relationship can get better. But I do love you too, so don't take it too personally. Um, yeah, so now once again, I'm in a fucking hotel because I have nowhere to goddamn go. I was recuperating at home with Lyme disease, hoping to get strong enough to get back out into the world. But now, once again, I'm pushed out of my own goddamn home. My mother's home, my family's home. I get it. That's my grandma's house. Um, living in another hotel. And, you know, near the house, because I'm like, where am I going? So, it's a lot, guys. It's been a long fucking year. But at the same time, I'm doing a lot of work that's helpful, you know? It's like, I haven't been to the dentist in like two or three years. I still have great teeth. Don't, this isn't like a, a funky thing. I was just, my, my jaw has become so tight. I'm, you're yeah, much of a fucking mess I am like this hypochondriac ball of nerves that I've become it's a nightmare it truly is but I'm working through it so anyway I went to the dentist after putting it off for a long time because I was afraid the more time went by the worse I thought it was going to be when I went like I don't even mind pain I don't mind pain I love pain um but just I didn't I didn't want them to be like oh my god it's been years but like that's their job they don't give a fuck so long story short, I went, they're like, oh, you have great teeth, but you know, you need to come for more cleanings. Okay, pro- and it was over. This thing I've been building up for three fucking years was absolved in a morning 
in Fishkill, New York, you know? Um, and in doing that and in addressing something that I was terrified of, wading, you know, balls deep into it and just confronting it, this wave of relief uh, came off my shoulders. And I was like, oh, confront the devil and thou shalt be free. God, I sound like my father. <laughs> uh, he's deeply religious. Um, so, you know, things like that and confronting these issues has given me a lot more confidence to like get better. And, you know, I'm not without my other ailments and stuff, but seeing that like waiting, you know, head first into them, you know, is good. And I, if for anyone listening, I recommend that it's hard as hell. It's terrifying. It may not always go well. I mean, there's no guarantee, but shit, if you can like gather your strength long enough just to like go into it, whatever problem you're facing. Either way, you're going to you're gonna be better off. You're either A, not going to be worrying about it, B, not going to be worrying about it and addressing it and making it better, or C, you know, at least you have some clarity for about, for, about where you're at. So that's the, this is a help, this is helpful part of the podcast. Um, so yeah, so now, you know, I got to finish in these antibiotics. I got to, this is so boring. Why would, are you guys listening to this? I didn't just, just 13 minutes of me like bitching about my problems. Uh, but hopefully you can learn from my own woe. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It's been tough. So I, but I started up with a therapist again through, uh, you know what? Through Spring Health. SpringHealth.com. This episode brought to you by Spring Health. Telehealth for mental illness wherever you are. They're not actually sponsoring this, but they're who I'm using because my employer, uh, my corporate employer, uh, covers it. So fuck it. Um, so that was nice. And then I booked a schedule. I scheduled an appointment with a psychiatrist who recommended Prozac, which I'm not currently on yet. I'm going to wait until I'm done with the antibiotics. Um, uh, so, yeah, you know, I think, you know, one thing begats the other. You know, you, you I addressed this dentist thing, you know, and it gave me the confidence to, like, just book the book the next thing. Like, what needs to be done? Just fucking do it. Um, so in that regard, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling somewhat more optimistic that things can improve you know maybe it's not about fixing things like you know entirely repairing them but maybe it is about um fixing them fixing our relationships with the girl who dumped you when you found out you had lyme disease um but that's okay that's for the best but now now what now we're now where to what to do where to go la you know it's just like i've got all these friends there and i've got a lot of i've got a network there i've got a network in la but like, God, that place is so shitty sometimes. And even after the appendectomy, like I saw the worst of that city, or rather, I saw the city, that city, through the worst possible prism, which is probably coloring my reluctance to go back. You know, staggering through the streets with an appendix about to explode. You know, having to Uber to the emergency room at the with a you know boisterous Armenian behind the wheel. You know, doing eighty miles an hour in a fucking you know slammed Escalade. Uh, probably left a negative imprint on my um, relationship with that town. Uh, but it is November, and I need to be somewhere warm uh, for a lot of reasons. So it's like <sighs> Florida or California. And I'm still, like, not feeling amazing, you know. Like, I'm, I think I have this Lyme disease being beat back, but I am very tired still. I didn't drink for two months, though. As soon as I started feeling shitty when I was in Charlotte, I was like, all right, and that is enough drinking. Um, so for two months, I didn't drink. And, like, 
you know, I didn't feel fantastic. It wasn't like, oh, wow, my problems are solved. Granted, I was still fighting Lyme disease, but um, I could do it, you know? I was like, I need to focus on this, and this is what needs to happen. So, like, I don't know, it made me feel... I'm having a vodka tonic right now, or a vodka ginger ale. Um, yeah, I, I didn't drink most of the time. I was on antibiotics, but as I'm kind of coming to the end of my course, I either have, like, another few days or a week. I think one more week would be 21 days, which is what they, like, recommended. But, like, I, I also want to try to, like, preserve my gut flora, not completely destroy it with antibiotics. So, blah, blah, blah. We'll see. I don't know what else is going on in my life. Um... You know, and living with my mom, you know, I was able to more articulate my frustrations, which again was also healthy. You know, I love my mom, but I don't like her because of her decisions. Uh, I love my mom to death. She's the best mom in the world, but she just makes retarded fucking decisions and they make it difficult for me to like be personable with her. But one day I was like, you know, what? I just got to like tell her what's bothering me. And I hate that. I just hate it because, like, it's not going to change anything. She's not going to be like, oh, you know what? You're right. But I felt a little better walking away from it. And I felt a little less angry with her having said it out loud. So, um, but hey, you know what? <laughs> Dare I say it? Am I making progress? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know, folks. Got to figure out where to next. Um, I, I have to sign a lease somewhere, you know, this rambling around, it ain't going to cut it. it. It's the, at least right now I need, I need consistency. I need a base. I need to do Tai Chi. I need to get myofascial release. I need to have consistency because that is where a huge amount of this anxiety comes from. I'm sure. So, and I'm ready to, you know, my job is going really well. Uh, my corporate job that, you know, paying the bills and they seem happy and I'm very happy with it so uh, I'm in the best position that I've been in in a long time and much like the Carthaginian general Hannibal Barca uh, a Roman historian wrote of him that he did not press his advantage while he had it when he was at war with the Romans he crossed the Swiss Alps uh, to sneak behind the Romans to catch them off guard with his uh, mercenaries and war and war elephants, uh, losing I think he lost like a third or two thirds of his army in the process. But he got through the Alps and was about to attack Rome. But he made winter quarters and he stopped when he could have pressed his advantage and crushed the Roman Empire. And we may have never have heard of the likes of Julius Caesar and the Romans. But he did not press his advantage, and that is why historians say that Hannibal Barca did not defeat the Roman Empire. So. A little history uh, tidbit for you guys there. And in your own lives, you know, when you got the momentum, don't back away from it. And that is making me decide to maybe get on this plane tomorrow that I don't really want to get on, but maybe I should to keep the momentum going. Well, hey, I got dumped, gained Lyme disease, and a little bit of clarity. So maybe there's something in that. Uh... Also, man, these sorcerers out here trying to, like, man, like, the fucking medical system is so fucked up. There is absolutely no consensus on anything, largely just due to, due to, like, legal shit. These people just don't want to get sued, so they, like, are give you all these wishy-washy answers. You know, I 
you know, I always want to entertain holistic, you know, remedies uh, as much as possible. God damn it, I'm watching a fucking Allstate commercial. I see this bitch I went to college with who's this super annoying comedian girl. Ooh, I hate that bitch. Oh, God, she's everything I hate about comedy. She's like a musical theater kid who, like, used her per- her performative skills to be called a comedian. Progressive. Progressive commercial. Uh, or maybe I'm just mad that she rejected me in college because she was a lesbian. <laughs> Oh shit. Well, at least I'm honest. What was I talking about? Uh, the medical system. This is the ADHD podcast. Uh, yeah, I like called up some sorcerers being like, hey, I got Lyme disease. They're like, okay, you know what? Take about half that them antibiotics them doctors gave you and take this loose juice we came up with. I was like, what? well, what's in it? They're like, um, uh, essential oils and like herbs and spices. I'm like, well, it's those that sounds like something I can like buy on my own. Like, why do I need to buy yours? They're like, you got oregano at home? I was like, yeah. They're like, oh, okay, um, you got uh, garlic oil at home? I was like, yeah, I mean, I have whole garlic. They're like, okay. They're like, um, you got milk of magnesia? I was like, no, I don't have that at home. They're like, okay, that would be $144. I was like, okay. Uh, so I, my point is that some people say that like Lyme disease, there's no such thing as chronic Lyme disease and other people say that there is, um, I'm not interested in finding out. I'm just going to gobble these Western antibiotics and then just be healthy outside of that and see where that, where that puts me. Oh God, this fucking life is so hard. Hmm. I got the first COVID shot. I have yet to get the second one because I wanted to finish the antibiotics while before taking the shot because who fucking knows. Um, yeah, it was fine. My arm was a little sore. I had like a little bit of a headache. I thought I was getting that paralysis disease that like seven people have gotten uh, from the vaccine. But you know what? It gave me a little bit more peace of mind and I'm glad I had it since my father was walking around the house uh, raw dogging us with fucking COVID. Um, apparently, I read a report that eight weeks is the optimal. A UK study said that eight weeks is like the best time to wait between first and second shots to like increase antibodies. So like I'm at like seven weeks right now, so I really got to get this second shot. But anywho, things are getting there, guys. Uh, Hulk lonely. I'm definitely lonely. I, I don't really have many friends. I don't have any friends in the West Coast on the East Coast. Uh, I mean, I do, but, like, not really. I, I'm just, like, less inclined to do shit on the East Coast because I have to drive everywhere, and I hate driving because it hurts my back and just compounds my problems, and it's just cold and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I got to leave. I got to go to L.A. or Florida. I don't know anyone in Florida. You could meet people in Florida, but will I? Oi, vey. Um, I'm probably going to start Prozac. I'll give Prozac a shot. At this point, at 35, it's like, okay. <laughs> Get... Get, get, make the best out of this ride or whatever's left. No more suffering uh, where, where possible. All right, guys. I hope this was good. Um, it's been a little while. Um, I hope anyone who listens to this as well. Um, yeah. I want to help people. I like cried today twice watching. I'm in the hotel. I watched... Um, Apollo 13 and Armageddon, not back to back, 
but you know, I love space and uh, human sacrifice, man. Trying to help people that I never thought, you know, when empathy comes from a place of knowing pain, not from this like intellectualized, like, well, we have to help these people because they need our, we, it is what, I don't know. I, I just feel like I can only trust people who are helping who have been through hell themselves. And I think if there's anything I can offer this world, uh, like a, a younger me would have not, does, did not have empathy. I, I was like just a greedy, selfish, selfish son of a bitch. And now uh, suffering through all the suffering that those who listen to this have uh, heard, I can, you know, I really just want to help people now who want to be helped. That's an important distinction. Um, but even then, you know, I didn't know I needed help. Would have wished someone had, uh, would grab me when I was uh, driving cross country alone for no fucking reason through Elko, Nevada in the high desert at the Red Lion Casino sitting alone at the blackjack table across from a cowboy with a white hat and his big-breasted blonde girlfriend who uh, they wanted to sit down, but there wasn't enough space, so I moved down one, and the guy was shocked that, without asking, I made space for them, and he bought me a beer. That's fucking humanity right there. Truly, that was some, that's some beautiful shit, and we need more of that. And I, I feel like people are losing their ability to be empathetic and... Uh, of service of others and it's important because why else are we here you know for what other reason do humans uh, share this rock than to advance our, our bloodline our species a little bit further and I know everyone's like well we should have fucking die and let deer and and seals take over the planet, because I hate humanity, and we, the planet should go back to the animals. Fuck animals. Shut the fuck up. I'll slap a deer in the mouth. If I see a deer, or a bitch-ass seal, or an orca, I'm going to slap him in his mouth and say, bitch, you ain't shit. Take your ass back to the primordial goo. Ah, <laughs> oh, daddy's back. All right, let me go back to L.A. and tell some jokes. I think that's for the best, huh? Uh, Yeah. Okay, well, we learned a lot on this episode. Remember, despite your misgivings about your parents, at the end of the day, they're just humans, just like you, capable of mistakes and capable of improving and changing. Only if you allow that change to happen. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. Ouch My 30s has been filmed in front of a live studio audience.